Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Dominican Dimensions, a half-hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective, featuring the friars from St. Patrick Church in Columbus. And now, Dominican Dimensions. Welcome to the Dominican Dimensions, a half-hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective. My name is Father Stephen Alcott, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Priory in Columbus. Today I'm joined in the studio by Father Paul Marich. Let's begin with a prayer to Our Lady. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Today's topic comes by request from one of our listeners. And today's topic is, how do you discern a Dominican vocation. Mm-hmm. What there, are some principles of that, Father Paul? Well, I think it's something that anybody who's discerning a vocation, and you know, for us as Dominican friars, as Dominican priests, mm-hmm. it's a process, it's a, a journey that we've mm-hmm. uh, been on and has brought us to this point in our vocations. And I think there's uh, there's two steps in it as well, because for us as Dominican priests, We've really discerned two vocations. Hmm, We've discerned a vocation to the priesthood, but in that we've also discerned a vocation to the religious life. And, you know, a lot of what um, we'll be talking about today comes from our own experience just because we're Dominican friars. But uh, there are some uh, principles in here as well that anyone who might be thinking about a vocation to the priesthood or to the religious life, you know, how to know the signs of such vocations, or where the Lord may be leading someone. Uh, These are principles that one can take regardless of what religious community or diocese one may be uh, called to join. So it's, you know, the the principles are things that are involved with any type of discernment of being open to the will of God in one's life, you know, praying to the Holy Spirit for guidance, living a life of holiness, you know, seeking... uh, uh, the Lord through the sacraments regularly, uh, but then it's also, I think, in a way, paying attention to one's own gifts, and then also where one may be drawn, mm-hmm. and that I think is is crucial in discerning a vocation to the religious life or uh, to, uh, in our case, mm-hmm. to the Dominican life. Mm-hmm. Right, right, because God, the word vocation is from the Latin word to call God. Mm-hmm calls us. Mm-hmm. Um, he's drawing us toward a certain path mm-hmm. along a certain route that, that leads us to eternal happiness. And he wants us to, to find that way. That's what I found so important and helpful in my life mm-hmm. is that God is not neutral. He's not sitting back with his arms folded, waiting to see what happens, whether we get it or not. Mm-hmm. He's actively helping us. He's right. actively drawing us. Um, so what are some things that would draw someone toward a particularly Dominican vocation? Mm-hmm. So we're the order of preachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we uh, uh, preaching is our charism. Uh, so I, I would say uh, you, you have to have some love of public speaking. <laughs> that right. goes with that. Yes, if someone uh, uh, dreads standing in front of an audience, uh, it's not to say that the Lord, by his grace, can't overcome that. But no, in, in all seriousness, you know, this is something with religious vocations, a vocation to a religious order, and to Dominicans in particular, every religious order is going to have some 
type of charism. Mm -hmm. So, and for the, us who are priests in a religious order, it's the way in which we exercise our priesthood. Right. Uh, so with uh, the Dominican vocation in particular, you know, what are the, there are the four pillars of our Dominican life, mm -hmm. community, prayer, study, and then our apostolate, our preaching. Mm -hmm. And so I think for someone who might be considering a vocation to the Dominicans in particular, you got to look at those four pillars and see, is this something that I feel drawn to or that I could, mm -hmm. uh, that I could be a part of? Uh, so this is where, like, talking about community. You know, we live uh, in a priory. Uh, we have seven friars uh, in our community. We do things in common, like our prayer. Um, you know, we have our meals together, especially in our houses of formation. There's there's aspects of communal study. Doesn't, um, And that's something that could be a real draw for someone because you always have brothers around you. It could also be a real turnoff for someone mm. because you always have brothers around <laughs> you. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you, uh, if you really liked uh, kind of more uh, kind of keeping to yourself, kind of keeping your own hours, because uh, that's something like, here's an example in our life, you know, uh, uh, you know, here at our parish, we have mass at 7 a.m. and 11.45 a.m. And I may have the 11.45 a.m. Mass, but that doesn't mean I could just sleep in uh, <laughs> as much as I want because Mass isn't until midday. And why is that, Father Stephen? Because we have morning prayer at 8 o'clock. Morning prayer at 8 o'clock. So I still, as a friar in living my religious life, have to get down to morning prayer. So maybe I could sleep in a little bit if, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, as opposed to days when I have the 7 a.m. Mass. But there is that sense of the structure of one's uh, religious community is going to shape your life. Uh, I've, I've once heard a friar describe our community life as like the topper, the follower on a candle that kind of keeps it all mm, right. together. As you, as you go about living your life, you know, if you didn't have the follower on there, you know, the wax could just be spilling all over. Mm, uh, it could be right. a total mess, but that, that, that follower keeps us uh, together. Right. It keeps us in a way guarded. And so that's, that's an important aspect of our life. And then Prayer, you know, we as Dominican friars are um, committed to praying the Liturgy of the Hours in mm -hmm. common. Uh, in some of our communities, we have a common Mass every day, what's called a conventual Mass. There are certain other requirements of, of, the, of prayers that we have to do as friars. Now, this is going to be the same for diocesan priests as well, but for us it's also well in, it's integrated into our formation uh, in a way to get to build those habits uh, so that we remain, you know, like coming to morning prayer at eight o'clock, mm -hmm. uh, which maybe a diocesan seminary would do that. Uh, but if you're a diocesan priest in a, um, at your own parish, you know, there might not, there's not going to be a set time, you know, for morning prayer. Right. Which for us, it is. It's part of our community life. And then, of course, for us as, uh, as, as preachers, study is always an important aspect of our life. Uh, study of sacred truth, sacra doctrina, study for the salvation of souls. You know, St. Dominic was innovative when he founded the Dominicans because he eliminated manual labor as part of the routine, the structure of the religious, uh, the religious brother's day. You know, where, say, the, the Benedictine monk would have been working the fields for several hours a day. You know, the Benedictine motto of ora et labora, uh, pray and mm -hmm. study. Well, St. Dominic saw that, uh, pray and work, St. Dominic saw that study is our work, that mm -hmm. we're not plowing the fields 
but we are reaping the fruits of sacred scripture mm. and of sacred doctrine. Right. Right. And then that prepares us for the apostolate to go out and preach. So this is something with, with Dominican life. It's an integrated life. You have all of these aspects working together, structuring, building your day. And it's not to say that these elements aren't found in other religious communities or even in the life of a diocesan priest. You know, a diocesan priest, you know, still has to uh, pray. He has to pray the liturgy hours. He has to prepare for his homilies that he gives. Uh, community, even if he may not live uh, with other priests, he still is a part of the local presbyterate, the local community right. of priests. You can, and, and for all of us as members of the church, you know, we could th- see the community of the church. But these are things for us as Dominicans you know, are very, uh, they're, they're the pillars. That's what shapes, that's what makes us mm-hmm. Dominicans. And I think looking at certain, either the same or similar elements are, is uh, something you would find in different religious uh, communities as well. Yeah, and, and, and each of these pillars admits of some range, you know, mm-hmm. like for example, in study, we have Dominican friars you know, who aspire to be like St. Thomas Aquinas, right. you know, uh, devote a good part of their life to study. They mm-hmm. get advanced degrees. They might teach right. at our house of studies or at a college mm-hmm. or at a seminary. Like at the Josephinum. Two right of them here. teaching, mm-hmm. actually three of them teaching at the Josephinum, right. Right. you know, right now. Um, but others, more like myself, mm-hmm. you know, I study, but, you know, I never got an advanced, I right. didn't get a doctoral degree. But I study for the sake of, of, of preaching the homily. I study mm-hmm. for the sake of being able to teach people in the parish. Yes. You know, maybe not on that. Le- but, but every Dominican needs to have mm-hmm. study in his life. And then in terms of preaching, you mentioned you, know, you better have a love for public speaking. I was not that person. <laughs> <laughs> I had a terror of public speaking when I was in high school. I had a speech impediment that a very devoted speech therapist really helped me through. Right. Um, but some Dominicans... Uh, like our own father, Stephen Dominic Hayes, uh, preached throughout the East United States yes. on quite a regular basis. Right. Father, Father Blau uh, preaches throughout the diocese and also helps mm-hmm. out at masses. Um, but other Dominicans might mm. preach uh, just in a parish, like, like at St. Patrick's. Um, some of them, some of their preach, some preaching is actually through writing. Some of them mm-hmm. are writers. They right. publish books or, or right. they work in the media, different different ways, such as the radio, like we're doing right, right now. Right. There's different ways of preaching, but one thing I've found is that you can find a Dominican who may not be great at at preaching, you know, especially mm-hmm. in, ter- but but you will have you'd be hard pressed to find a Dominican who doesn't think preaching is important. Right. Every Dominican would agree that preaching is very important. Right. You know, not not every not every priest or every priest of every religious order would agree that preaching is that important right. in their life. And you mentioned something interesting talking about Father Hayes being you know, he does a lot of missions and retreats in the mm-hmm. eastern US. Father Blau preaches in throughout the diocese. But there's something about Dominican life that is itinerant, which means mm-hmm. going around. Right. Now, you know, that's what they do. You know, they live here at St. Patrick's, but then they're on the road a lot. Uh, preaching. But for Dominicans, you know, this is, I think, another important thing to remember when discerning a vocation, say, either to diocesan life or religious life, and it's certainly the case for us as Dominicans, is that we're not going to always uh, be close to home, if ever close to home. So, you know, funny story, when I got my assignment to St. Patrick's, uh, the provincial called me, he, you know, talked to me about 
coming here, and he said, well, what do you think about that? And I said to him, Father, my Buckeye heart rejoices. And he was like, what do you mean? And I said, well, I'm from Ohio. I'm originally from Youngstown, so coming here to Columbus, you know, I, I was coming home to my home state. But that's, I'm not going to be here forever. And, right. you know, not every friar has the opportunity to minister in their home state. Uh, but if they ever have that chance, you know, there is something to think about when joining a religious community that you may be sent far from home. Right. Whereas, uh, say, someone who's drawn to diocesan priesthood, there's a draw to minister at home. And that's good. That's mm-hmm. the, you know, I think that I think that's an important thing if if one is considering, you know, say diocesan or religious life is to look at where do you see the Lord drawing me? Because how does the Lord build a local presbyterate, a diocesan priesthood? He draws from men who are from there, who are, mm-hmm. are ministering to home. Uh, whereas with the religious vocation, certainly for us as Dominicans, we're drawn to a special charism, in our case, mm-hmm. preaching. But there's also that sense of, you know, we're willing to go where the Lord may send us. I mean, you're not from Ohio, Father Stephen. No, no. Originally from Virginia. I grew up in Maryland. Right. And You're listening to The Dominican Dimensions, a half hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective. My name is Father Stephen Alcott and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Priory in Columbus. Today I'm joined in the studio by Father Paul Merich, and we've been discussing discerning a Dominican vocation. And we've been speaking about the four pillars Mm -hmm. of the Dominican life, um, prayer, study, community, and apostolate, the Mm -hmm. apostolate having something to do with preaching the gospel for the salvation of souls. We've spoken about, more recently, about itinerancy, how as Mm -hmm. as a Dominican friar, when you join the order, you could be assigned in a, in a much wider area than, say, a diocesan priest would, would right. be assigned. Normally, some right. diocesan priests might be called to teach in a seminary right. or, or have a special assignment, but, but mm-hmm. mostly a diocesan priest is going to remain within right. the diocese. And usually be, for a diocesan priest, you know, normally he would be a parish priest, you know, working mm-hmm. at, at a parish, uh, unless his bishop assigns him to some special type of ministry, which mm-hmm. you know is common, but I, you know, there is that sense of... Uh, if one is is drawn to diocesan priesthood, they better be ready uh, to be mm-hmm. working in a parish because that's what the vast uh, norm of diocesan priests do. Where, you know, for us as Dominicans, like you and I, are parish priests. We right. we right. work in a parish, but not every Dominican is a parish priest. Uh, from those in our house, you know, we have friars doing different ministries, or like you mentioned, how you have friars that are teaching, say, in a seminary or. Uh, we have friars at our hospital chaplains or mm-hmm. campus ministers uh, at different universities. So they're all doing priestly work. Right. They're saying mass, they're celebrating the sacraments, but they may not necessarily be working in the structure of a parochial setting. Right, right. And one aspect, I think, to discerning a Dominican vocation, part of it is, is knowing what the life is like, mm-hmm. what the pillars of the order are, <clears throat> what the apostolate is. But I think there's another aspect, too, that is, I would say, the the saints, you mm-hmm. know, the because the, sometimes we're drawn just like many people in their own, you know, in the vocation of marriage, for example. Right. People they're not just drawn only by like, the, you know, the attributes of a married vocation. They're drawn to a particular person. Yes. You know. Yes. Uh, who they feel might be their their future spouse. Right. You know. So in, in any religious order, there's a certain aspect to, to the to the. Uh, the life, the charism that's kind of embodied in mm-hmm. the saints. 
or even if they're not canonized saints, even particular people that we've come to know or, right. or, or look up to. Like, are there any saints that you were drawn to, Father Paul, in the Dominican order in particular? Certainly St. Dominic. I really like St. Martin de Porres, just, uh, yeah. you know, his example of holiness and, and humility. Uh, St. Rosa of Lima, uh, you know, she's a great, uh, of course, they knew each other. Uh, mm-hmm. They were contemporaries. So uh, St. Hyacinth as well, just because of his love for the Dominic, uh, for the Eucharist and Our Lady, the great, he was a Polish Dominican mm-hmm. friar who saved the Blessed Sacrament and Our Lady, a statue of Our Lady, when the church was under attack. And mm. I think that's that's a hallmark of Dominican life, you know, with the Blessed Sacrament on under one arm, Our Lady on the other. That's right. You can't go wrong that's uh, right. with that. And, and that, that really shapes our life as as Dominicans. You know? Yeah. From, I think there's also something, too, like knowing the order. I've heard of some friars. You ask them, who's the first Dominican you met? And they'll say St. Thomas Aquinas uh, <laughs> because they were reading Aquinas. In, right. You know, right. reading the Summa and they're in college. They're reading a book. You know, you ask me what, who was the first Dominican I met. Well, uh, Father Joe Allen. You know, he's a, <laughs> a, a, a friar of our province, you know, still alive, but who was just a pastor of our uh, Dominican parish up in Youngstown. And right. I didn't grow up there. I would go there for Mass and he was the one who started to think, who's this young man? He might have a vocation, you know, mm, and so right. it was that, that personal connection. Right. Um, and I think that's what has to, and, you know, when you look at, especially in our country, you know, a lot of times men that came to the Dominicans, they just came to us because they went to a Dominican parish. And that right. was really, that's all they knew. And, right. um, you know, today people might go to different churches, you know, on, on different occasions for you know, maybe their Sunday parish and their weekday parish. Uh, that wasn't always the case, you know, before mm. the the automobile, you know, that you just went to the, the church around the corner and if the diocese happened to run it or the Franciscans happened to run it or the Dominicans happened to run it, that kind of shaped sure. where, Influence, you know, yeah. if you had a vocation, where you went. Whereas I think today, you know, with we're much more mobile, uh, we have much more information available at our fingertips where you could explore uh, mm-hmm. different orders, different communities. I mean, I know a number of our friars, they found the Dominicans because they found us online, you know, reading mm-hmm. uh, our website, right. our vocation website. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I know for me, uh, the the Dominican saint that drew me first was, was simply St. Dominic. Mm-hmm. It was the rosary that began my own intentional prayer life when I was still in high school, and I heard... The, from a young age that St. Dominic had a connection to the rosary. And yeah. so I remember buying two biographies about St. Dominic in a Franciscan bookstore at Franciscan <laughs> University. <laughs> Someone was asleep in the switch when they were ordering books, right. I guess, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but it was, but I really enjoyed reading about his life, about how his, he had a great devotion to, uh, to the salvation of souls. He had a great devotion to study, but again, it was study not for the sake of study, but for the sake of yeah. everything was for the sake of, of, of helping helping people come back to God, helping mm-hmm. people embrace the truth, helping people right. understand the truth of Christ and mm-hmm. embrace him and, and, and know, and know his, his, the fullness of his life and joy right. uh, and his mercy. So in yeah. St. Dominic, um, you know, traveling, living very simply, um, mm-hmm. you know, leading the people in, in prayer and, and, and look and just, and just uh, pouring his heart out for just even individual souls like, like an innkeeper that he met, yep. you know, with his yep. bishop when they were on a diplomatic mission. Right. right. Uh, so, so for me, it was Saint Dominic. I got to know some other Dominican saints 
later, but he mm-hmm. was the first one. But I remember uh, Father Giles Dimmick was yes. a friend, was a, at Franciscan University at the yes. time when I was there, and I think he was still there when you yes. were there, right? Yeah, I had him as, as a professor. So. Right. Yeah. So he was a he was the one Dominican on campus at the time teaching, mm-hmm. uh, and it was great to get to know him to meet right. a real live Dominican. God's sense of humor. You and I both went to Franciscan <laughs> University, but we ended up Dominicans. That's right. <laughs> so, God bless the Franciscans yes. for supporting the Dominican. Yes. So. Yeah, there's a, it's funny. There's actually a, 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 a very, there's a long kind of uh, friendship between the Franciscans right. and the Dominicans. Right. Um, it's said, it's, it's thought, it's, it's widely thought by scholars that St. Dominic and St. Francis met at least right. once in yes. Rome. They know they were in Rome yeah. at the same time. Um, so, right. so, there's a custom, uh, we haven't had a chance to observe it too much, but there's a custom that on the Feast of St. Dominic, mm-hmm. a Franciscan friar is invited to preach to the Dominicans. Right. And on and the then Feast we of St. Francis, mm-hmm. a Dominican friar is invited right. to preach to the Franciscans. Yes. I know they did that at Franciscan University. Right, they would have a friar from Youngstown come down and then... Right, and then yeah. Father Giles would pre- he'd be the only, only would preach. And, oh, I, oh well, Sometimes I, he did, I know some other times when, uh, when I was there, friars from... They, they, oh, okay. We had a connection oh, there and then... And then the parish in Youngstown would sometimes have some of the TOR friars come up oh, to nice. preach. So they kept that tradition going. So yeah, yeah. so there's that that connection to the order, not just by mm-hmm. kind of the uh, the structure of the order or, right. the, or the type of life, but also right. the the personal aspect you know, of the saints. You know, talking about the Dominicans and Franciscans, you know, they are both mendicant orders. You know, so in their similar founding, you know, the Franciscans are the same. Where you know, they live in community. Um, some are ordained, you know, a good number today, mm-hmm. I think, are ordained priests. You know, they can move around, be itinerant. Mm-hmm. But, like, that is different from, say, a monastery of of, of monks, like a, uh, mm-hmm. you know, say, the Benedictines or the Trappists, where when you join that monastery, you join that monastery. And right. you stay there for the rest of your life. And very on, only on very rare occasions will a monk have a ministry given, you know, say outside the monastery. Right. I mean, he's largely committing himself to that place. Whereas mm-hmm. for us as Dominicans, it's certainly the cases for Franciscans, we're committing ourselves to the order, uh, mm-hmm. which is an international order though. You know, we, mm-hmm. we as Dominicans make a vow to the master of the order. And then the diocesan priest, you know, is making his promise of obedience to his local bishop to serve right. that geographical uh, local area of his local church, of his diocese. Right. right, right. So I guess to to summarize, I mean, mm-hmm. we, we could say that the Dominican life is is a is a is a religious life, a, a mm-hmm. common life. Um, it's a it's a as we were just saying, it's a mm-hmm. it's a blend. It was kind of a hybrid of right. the, mo- the monks, which is the more monastic life, and and the diocesan clergy, you know, right. be living and working in the world. And like for us as priests, you know, we still had to go through, you know, a seminary formation. Uh, right. It's not the same thing as, say, a diocesan seminary uh, where, you know, you go for, you know, the structure of an academic year and maybe, like, go home on, you know, if there's, like, a free weekend or a, a break or something. Like, we studied for the priesthood within the context of our religious house. Hmm. But because we're priests, there are still the requirements that the church has for any man, you know, who is called to be a priest. He still has to fulfill those requirements of priestly right. formation. Uh, but where for us as Dominicans, like we had to do a year of what's called novitiate before mm-hmm. we even began our studies, which was a time of, right. of testing, of preparation, really of intensity and formation as 
as religious before mm-hmm. we took vows. And then we took our vows, we began our studies. So that's where you really have this blend of both formation as a brother in the Dominican order, but also formation as a priest. Right. Whereas, a, say, a diocesan seminarian, he's only going to have that formation as a priest. True. And I know some religious orders, they don't even have you start your studies for priesthood until you've made final vows. Wow. Because uh, yeah. not every... In, in many communities, they uh, decide, the superiors decide after the man has made his final vows whether they think he has a vocation to the priesthood. Whereas for us as Dominicans, that's uh, we kind of make that determination going in, that mm-hmm. we either be being a priestly candidate or what's called a cooperator brother candidate, where one right. makes religious vows, but they're never ordained a priest. Right, right. So, so part of it is that, that hybrid between the monastic life and the, the life of the, the diocesan priesthood. Uh, there's the structure of the order, with the four pillars of prayer, community, um, study, and apostolate, mm-hmm. you know, how those all fit together. Um, then there's the, uh, the, uh, the more personal aspect of it. Who are the, who are the saints that, whose lives attract you, or mm-hmm. are there people, the Dominicans, that you actually know? Right. You know so I think if, if someone wanted to discern a Dominican vocation, it's good to, to do both of those tracks first. Right. Find out more about the order, learn about mm-hmm what the order does, you know, um, and there's plenty of, of great, you know, websites, you know, mm-hmm. our own website is, uh, op, opeast.org, org. but there you can, if you know, you can, there's, there's many ways you can find out about the Dominican order per se, but it's also important to know a Dominican, right. you know, whether that's getting to know a Dominican saint, St. Thomas Aquinas, you know, St. Hyacinth, um, St. Martin de Porres, St. Dominic, um, there's some, there's some many great Dominican saints who, mm-hmm. who live out those four pillars in many different ways. Some of them right. through preaching, some through writing, some through mm-hmm. art, some through very, very humble service, right. you know? Um, so, so, and then to get to know if, if you get, if you're interested to get to know a Dominican, you know, there's a saying, you meet one Dominican, you've met one Dominican. One Dominican. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. but it doesn't hurt to get to know one or more than one. Thank you for joining us today for the Dominican Dimensions. My name is Father Stephen Alcott, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Priory in Columbus. Today I've been joined in the studio by Father Paul Marich. Let's end with prayer, invoking the intercession of our holy founder, St. Dominic. O light, o light of, of the, the church, church, teacher of truth, truth rose, rose of patience, patience ivory of chastity, freely you have poured forth, forth the waters of wisdom. Preacher, preacher of grace, grace unite, unite us with, with the, the blessed. blessed. Amen. Dominican Dimensions is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Dominican Dimensions and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Sancti Spirit.